Don't worry. We're going to help you find it. It's summertime. So while Anita and I enjoy a bit of R&R with our families, you can enjoy some of the best of DTT episodes. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, finding your flair. Today, we're going to help you find it if you don't think you have it. And if you have it, we're going to help you hone it. Finding your flair is a really important part of becoming a decorator in your own right. Listen in and we're going to give you tons of tips. So your flair is, sure, it incorporates your style, your look. It's your signature. It's what you add to a style or look that you're drawn to and how you make that style or look all your own. So, you know, you've heard the word iconic with referred to certain people. Uh, It also can refer to certain styles. It can refer to certain interior designers, but each of us can be iconic in our own way and in our own home. So that is something that we have, it's a reoccurring theme in decorating tips and tricks that we want you to develop that. Wouldn't you rather have your own iconic style than be a copy of somebody else? I mean, that's what we're here to help you do is to do, do something that is just specific to your personality, your style. And there's nothing wrong with copying another look, but I think even if you do that, you still want to have your own particular spin on it. And then you're going to just feel so excited about it, happy about it. And it's going to feel more like you. Exactly. I mean, just like there is a saying that there's really nothing new under the sun. Well, you know, there, there, you know, I see the truth in that, but there are different ways to interpret everything. And that is new. So each incarnation of something is new. So that's what you can be and should be doing in your home. I remember as a blogger, you know, when you first start out blogging or you first start doing anything, you know, you're learning and you're looking and you you might be doing a little more copying than you do putting your signature style on it, but that all develops as you go along and you build confidence and knowledge and all of that. And I remember at some point in my blogging career, I I got what I thought was one of the best compliments ever is that a uh, a reader told me that she knew it was my photos, whether it had my name on it or my watermark, or if it was referenced in my blog, she could pick out my pictures, whether it be on Pinterest or someplace else on the web. And she knew it was mine. So I knew at that point, at least for that one person, <laughs> I had developed an individual style that was recognizable. And that to me, and not everybody's going to love it. And that's okay too, uh, because it's individual and, you know, there's tons of different, uh, tastes and likes and, um, looks out there that people are drawn to. But that was really important to me. And I know certainly that Anita has her own signature look and it's very uh, distinguishable from any other French country looks. Right. And what we're talking about is, you know, I'm, tr- I'm this putting your personality on it. I think somehow this gets misinterpreted sometimes. I think people interpret this as, well, let's see, I'm a musician. That's my hobby. So I need to put a musical instrument on the wall. Or I like to hike in the mountains. So I need to put a picture of a mountain on the wall. Something like that. And so I think people feel like it should be tied to their hobby and that they should be expressing their hobby in their decor. And There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine to do, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're really talking about finding your personality in a decorating way. 
finding things that appeal to you. And there may not be a rhyme or reason to why certain things you're just drawn to them, but there's going to be the more time you spend focus on this, the more you're going to be drawn to certain things and other things you may like them, but they don't feel like they're necessarily you. So for example, there's a lot of styles and a lot of things that I think are beautiful, but they don't feel like me. But I know it when I see it now. If I see something and I know that's my look, that's me, you know, then then I'm really gravitating toward it and I'm wanting to incorporate that into, into my house. So it's not really so much like, oh, I have a spot. I need something this size. I need something this color. I'm going to put it here. But it's going to be something where you're out somewhere and you see something and you think, that's it. That's it. I have to have that. That's what we want is for you to be able to know what is your style, what is your look. And what isn't? And so then when you're looking at things, you'll be able to find things and incorporate into them into your house. And I do feel like it's important to know your particular decorating style first and have a name for it. But even if you don't, I think if you're going to be drawn to particular things and you're going to have a particular, you may not even have a name for it, but once it all comes, once you buy it all, usually there's some rhyme or reason that maybe you, your brain hasn't figured, you haven't figured out, but your brain knows. So a lot of times when people put things together that they love, it does look great together. Yeah, it, it does. And I mean, there is also that saying, oh, if you love it, it all works together. You know, and that sounds so sort of wishy and zen, but it kind of is true because whereas two things might be very disparate and they're, but there'll be that third thing that you really love that kind of brings them together and bridges the gap. I think it really does work out. And the truth of the matter is, is if you love the things, then you're going to be happy around them and they're going to make sense to you. And it's your house. And that's, you're the primary person that you should be pleasing in your home, not, you know, somebody that you saw on Instagram or some picture you saw on Pinterest. So we're really encouraging you not to, not to copy or to, not to but it's okay just to, I think copy. It's right. Okay I'm, to start there, right? Right, right. So I'm just saying, but not to just copy and not just to emulate, but to then put your own spin on it. So so do it enough, think about it. Just don't go out and get a cartload of stuff that you saw on some other blog or you saw in Country Living magazine or some other place, and then then that's just what's all over your house. Yeah, I work think, Kelly, on it. Think of something that is, you know, a one of a kind or take something that is that you love, but put your own twist on it. Do it a different way. There's so many examples of repurposing things in these cool ways to add as decor into your home. Yeah, I think, Kelly, uh, it's to go along with what you're saying. I think when you're starting, if you really don't know what the, your style is or what then I think it is helpful to kind of start by copying another look. But then as you're doing that, I think when you begin to find your decorating voice, that's when you can start changing things up. And sometimes when people are starting out, I don't think they have the confidence to uh, really go with just their particular style. So I think it's nice to start copying as a, in the beginning. And then you're going to use that as a jumping off spot and you know, kind of bringing things, pulling things into that base style. Uh, I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, you know, you're going to start someplace. These are all hand-me-downs. You know, my grandma gave me all these things. <laughs> so you're copying your grandma, but you need to change that up right away. But, you know, in in a way that makes it your own. It doesn't matter if your your grandma was, you know, 
Bunny Williams, you know, it's that's still that's Bunny Williams. Look, you know, that you need to make it yours. Yeah. And I think if you start by copying something else, as you're doing that, you're going to say, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. But there's going to be parts of it that you go, well, that part isn't me. Well, I'm not so excited about those colors or that color combination or whatever. And so I think it's going to happen naturally that you're going to make it, make it your own. But I definitely would make that a conscious decision to kind of veer off in ways that make sense for you. And, you know, one of the ways uh, that I think you can start is to kind of think about maybe how you like to dress. That's sometimes a way to start because often the way the style of how you like to dress translates into a decorating sense. So for example, if you're just a very casual person and you really don't like dressing up at all, then you may like a very casual decorating style for your home. Or if there's a particular color that you love to wear, you're probably going to like that in your home also. I mean, there's just so many things I think that translate from your wardrobe into your home. Uh, So, I mean, take a look at that. Are you a person that really loves dressing up a lot and, you know, you have, you know, a real assortment of gorgeous high heels, then, you know, you may want a more formal look. Yeah, I I definitely dress in the colors of my house. <laughs> Black and white is my go-to. My dogs are, people have commented that my dogs, you know, like I didn't purposely match my dogs to my house, but they do match my house. But so that is kind of funny. Yeah. You should look at the other aspects of your life. Don't, don't be gave everything in a box. Like, oh, that's how I decorate. Well, that's how I dress. And But I, you don't, right. And you don't have to follow that. But if you're stuck, that's a place that you can start. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. let's just face it, everybody. This this is the hardest part of decorating. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Right? Being, you know, and this is why people hire decorators. Uh, but really a decorator, unless it's a very, uh, a person who takes a very personalized approach, which I try to do, and I know Anita tries to do, when she's working with her clients. If it's a decorator who's decorating for the sake of decorating, then that, your house is going to look like de- the decorator not you, right? So it's it's really hard and it is something that you have to, or if you're working with the decorator and even if they did do all the background and from, get all that information from you and they know you and they, they get you and they get your family and all that stuff, still, they might bring something to the table that really doesn't feel right for you. And you should be able, you know, you need to have the confidence to say no to that too, because they'll go away to the next job and you'll be left with it. So it's a very hard aspect of decorating that we're talking about today. It's really fun. And it's kind of one of those things like when you get it right, it feels so good. So once you get it, then you'll be, when you're shopping around, whether it be online or flea markets or things like that, you'll just know like that, that is me. This is calling to me and I have the confidence to say, yes, I can make this work. Yeah. And I, the other thing I want to mention with this is don't worry about failing you probably will. It's part of the process. Don't worry about it. It's okay if your style changes. I know I had my Tuscan phase. I had a Moroccan phase. I had... I wish uh, I knew you then. Oh, yes. Well, it was, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like some mint tea right now. <laughs> oh, yes. I love my tea. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I had the Moroccan teapots. <laughs> I'm telling you. Land, you had the lanterns too, didn't you? I did. I did. It was a fun, it, it was fun. I had fun with it. And then I had kind of a cottagey phase. And then 
you know, and it was just kind of fun. I mean, I was kind of all over the map. But so you might say I was kind of trying to find my style. And you know what? You wouldn't be wrong. I think I was trying to find my style and I was having fun. So I'm not sorry I did all that because I was kind of testing. You know what it was? It was like trying clothes on. Yeah. I was trying out different clothes and it was fun. All those were fun phases in the cottagey one. That was fun too. But when I got to this kind of my version of country French, I settled in and said, you know what? This is me. This is it. I love this. There's so much about it to love. And um, I, I could be happy with this for the long run. And you know what is also okay is to say, I'm going to, you know, change it every five years. I mean, you may be someone who can't commit to a particular style. In that case, you might be wanting to change things up all the time. Right. And maybe that's part of your signature thing that you're always changing it up a little bit. Because style is about expressing yourself, not channeling someone else. And so when you're actually expressing yourself, it's going to feel good. So whatever that is, you're going to know it. So just rest assured because you might say to yourself, oh my gosh, well, how do I even know when I've got there? How do I know if I've got the flair? You're going to know it. You're just going to feel it. It's going to feel right. Like, like Anita said, keep me with the clothing analogy, like putting on that dress that you know looks good on you or putting on that t-shirt that just feels right in all the places or those jeans that feel good, uh, no matter whether you're walking or standing or sitting for hours. Yeah. And I did want to mention too, because sometimes somebody's particular style is a combination of three, four, five different styles put together, which of course is called eclectic. Uh, and that can be done very beautifully. I've seen it done. It definitely can work. Here's the cautionary tale on that or the cautionary point I wanted to make about it. And that is the more styles you're mixing together, the more patterns you're putting in the room, you can make it work. But every one of those adds another degree of difficulty. So if you're not feeling super confident in your decorating skills, then I would minimize the different styles that you're using at a particular time, because that's going to make it easier. And then you could mix in some of these other things later on when you're a more confident decorator. I agree. That term eclectic, I mean, it came around, you know, many, many years ago in decorating and definitely know when something is truly eclectic. A lot of different decades are represented, often a lot of different colors and stuff. So I would say like there is that eclectic look, which is a combination look, but a look on it to its own, if you get where I'm going. But wouldn't you say that every signature style represents at least two or three different decorating looks? Uh, possibly. I hadn't really thought about that that much. Like when it's really your own, right? It's going to have a little... Yeah, a little twist. Something's going to be like, like you are French country, but you also have this Texas thing going on. You know, you got the hide rugs and you've got more, a little bit of the rough hewn thing going on, but then you've got all these feminine touches. Me, I've got some farmhouse, but I got this blingy glam thing going on. And now I've just added a few modern pieces. So right now I've got at least three different looks slash styles, if you will, that make up my signature look. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And that's part of what you were saying is you're putting it your own, your own uh, twist on it. In fact, uh, you know, although people think of me a country French when they think of my style, it's not traditional country French. No, I mean, the traditional the country colors French are not, colors right. are mm -hmm. very different from what, what I've done. And I do mix in some other things that are, like you said, decidedly not country French, like I do love the hide rugs and, you know, a few other things that uh, I like kind of mixing in and just some 
you know, and a few, you know, transitional things mixed in here or there. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Are you stuck focusing on the problems rather than finding the solutions when you're faced with life's challenges? But when you find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better solution finder and problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. An experienced therapist can really help you craft a solution to any problem you're facing and get you on the road that you want to be on. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better solution crafter and problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com DTT today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash D-T-T. It's a happy day when the Green Chef boxes arrive. I know my family will have healthy, delicious meals that I can prepare in a flash. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef is offering even more customization than ever before with new organic and wild-caught proteins. Green Chef's fast and fit meals are under 700 calories and are ready in 25 minutes or less. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. There's no wonder that Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. So go to greenchef.com slash DTT135 and use the code DTT135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. So that's greenchef.com slash DTT135 using the code DTT135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. We all put serious thought and effort into making our homes look beautiful. We focus on small details like pillows and accent pieces, but bigger issues like the effects of humidity can really be taking a toll on your home without you even knowing it. So to take care of the bigger details in your home, turn to April Air. April Air has the solution. They combine innovation and practical science to create professional-grade indoor air quality solutions that help you breathe easy in your home. The April Air Healthy Air System is right for any home in any climate. This system combines fresh air, ventilation, air filtration, humidity control, radon mitigation, zoning, and control into an all-in-one solution. It provides comfort and protection from pollutants, viruses, and other contaminants, and can even protect your home from damage like wood warping and mold. April Air is healthy air. For more information on April Air indoor air quality solutions and the April Air Healthy Air System, visit www.aprilair.com DTT. That's April like the month, A-P-R-I-L, air, a-I-R-E dot com slash D-T-T. 
It's time to reboot your credit card with Apple Card. Apple Card gives you up to 3% unlimited daily cash back. It's real cash you can spend right away. No need to wait and wait for rewards. Apply now in the Wallet app on iPhone to see your credit limit offer with no impact to your credit score. Subject to credit approval, daily cash is available via an Apple Cash card or as a statement credit. See Apple Card customer agreement for terms and conditions. Apple Cash card is issued by Green dot bank member fdic accepting an apple card after your application is approved will result in a hard inquiry which may impact your credit score it's all about kind of finding this balance putting it all together and really i think that's the hard part is making it all work together and i'm sure you're going to agree with that kelly Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the hardest part in so many levels in, 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 in the doing and the making it look good. And it may not look really good right away. You know, you might find something and you're like, oh, that, that I am so drawn to that piece. But now mm, that means this other thing really should go. Like now this other thing that I was sort of tolerating really needs to go and I need to find something else. So it might take a while. This is not room in a box. You, know, well, you need to yeah. do this over a course of time. That's a good point. Once you figure out what it is, you're probably going to look around your house and go, oh my, a fourth of my house fits my style and three fourths of it doesn't. Okay. So, so this is, yeah, well, this is yeah. a good time to slide into talking about, well, how do you do this? Aside from just having the confidence, having the awareness and then the confidence to do it. Well, I mean, there, I have a few tips and Anita might have some other thoughts too on how to actually do this, but that is my confidence is number one. And my number two is go through each room and remove items that really aren't looking like where you want to be. Yeah, are if not you looking can. like your signature look. Right. If it's your kitchen table and you can't afford a new one, you're going to have to keep it. Keep yeah. It yeah. Yeah. While. Even if you just made a list, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, but if you definitely can get- make a list. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. Everything that you can pull out that does not go in the direction you want to go Get it out of your house because it's going to be driving you nuts. And it's better to have a blank spot than to have something in there that just isn't working for you. Right. I would just, yeah. So don't be, don't be afraid of empty spaces in your house, of empty places on your wall. And the other thing is just think of that, uh, you know, time when you were kind of going through that adolescence, going from being a child to being, you know, a grown up. I mean, we, uh, now I know Kelly did not have the awkward phase, but the rest of us probably did. I know <laughs> I, I thought did. you were going to say, and we know Kelly has not yet become a grown up, uh, but okay. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but your rooms may do that too. I, when I was saying I was went from my Tuscan phase to my kind of Swedish colors, like the blues and the whites and the lavenders, I was going from gold and yellow and red. And there was a time when I was halfway in the transition where my rooms were a mess and they looked terrible because I had gold walls and these, you know, oatmeal, linen, uh, slip covered furniture. And it just looked weird. But I just had to, you know, grip my teeth and just say, you know what, I've got my braces on now and they're going to come <laughs> off at some point, you know? <laughs> Good point. That's so funny. But it's so, so true. You can't do it all I mean, and you shouldn't do it all overnight. So yeah, and, and Anita makes an excellent point. You know, I'm saying get it out of the room, but I'm thinking more of smaller items, accent pieces, decor items. You know, you don't want your family to come home and <laughs> Like they're all sitting on the floor <laughs> yeah. because I'm you're sorry, like, that's it's not my so style anymore. 
is not my iconic style. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And they're saying my style is sitting at a table to eat, not sitting on the floor. Exactly. So do that to the extent that you can. And then I would create an inspiration board on Pinterest. Pinterest is such a great tool for all of us and you can keep it secret. Nobody needs to know what you're doing over there. And don't think about specific items. Don't even think about budget. Just look around, put, type in some search keywords that are kind of in your look and see what comes up and almost make it very visceral. Like I'm thinking like, you know, those hearing tests, I hate hearing. T- I know I don't have a hearing problem, but every time you have to take one of those hearing tests, I, I'm sure they're going to tell me I'm deaf. You know, you have to raise your hand and you hear the little buzzing, right? And so it's kind of like a like a visceral thing. You hear the buzz and you raise your hand. So if you see something that moves you and pictures, just pin it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Just pin it. And then you can always curate the board and delete the ones you decide you don't like. Or maybe you're going to notice this happens to me. I All of a sudden I'm like, well, I think I saw this picture before. And I realized I've pinned it three or four times already. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. obviously that image is speaking to you. So right. then you go back after you've got maybe 30, 40 pictures on there. Then you go back and you start to look, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here, whether it be in colors or a certain type of um, furniture design or just a mood even, and see where you see the commonalities and see where you see the repeats and then hone in on those. Get rid of the rest that don't really speak to you, you know, 100%. Right. And while you're doing this, I think it'd be nice to make a list of the things that you really love about the room. And these things, that is your signature style. Those are the things that you're going for. And I think if you're making a list of things, then you're not so tempted to copy exactly what's in the room. And I know like for you, Kelly, I think of your signature style and I know I could not, you know, you, something very critical to your signature style is white ironstone. So I think critical. (laughs) See, I mean, it's very important. (laughs) Very important. It's very critical. And like those iron doors in your kitchen, I think they're they're just. I think of you every time I see those. I mean, there's just certain things that you know I want you to think of as being your style. And then when you see those, you know, you don't have to buy every thing that fits your style. But you know, I mean, I know like for me too, there's just certain things that I'm drawn to, and those are kind of the things that I'm known for, and those are the things that I end up repeating throughout my house um, in different ways, like antique linens and silverware. And of course, Kelly and I both love these things and, you know, old dishes. So, um, and there's so many kinds of dishes. So you can't even just say dishes, but specific kind of dishes that I like, like the French ones, for example, which have a very specific look. I mean, these, once you do this list, I think it's going to really help you in defining your style. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. And it's fun. And, you know, even sometimes I love to write things on paper. I'm always, um, I love the computer and I love Pinterest and all that. But get them, even just get one of those black and white composition books and and just jot down your oh, notes. Oh, get a pretty book. Get a pretty book. Well, I like those. They're so, they're so sort of retro. I do love those. Okay. But yeah, I'll get a pretty book and start just writing notes down and lists and things like that. And then after you've done all that, so you've got your board, you've kind of got an umbrella idea of the look that you're really drawn to. Say, so say it's English cottagey sort of look. 
Okay. Just for an example. Okay. That's what you really feel like. Uh, this is what I go back to every time. Okay. So get on the internet and start looking around. Type in things like the Cotswolds, English countryside, English manners, whatever things you can think of that would be in generally thought of with this look that you like and look all around and see, see what the real deal looks like and get some inspiration from there. And, and whatever it is, maybe it's boho, maybe it's mid-century modern, maybe it's a uh, modern farmhouse. There's so much information on the internet and so many beautiful things to look at. Look up Instagram. That's a great search engine. Go on and hit the little magnifying glass and then type in some of these keywords that might define the style that you're drawn to and pull up different accounts that also enjoy that. And you'll end up, you know, you'll fall down some giant rabbit hole, but you know, do a little bit a day and then you can really kind of hone it down as to how that's going to work for you and what you might be looking for when you're going out shopping or what you might be looking for when you go thrifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen people uh, also just start with one signature piece, one inspiration piece, and then they build the whole room around just one piece. So that's something you can do as well. Uh, I think it's easier if you have a particular style in mind, but uh, you know, I don't think there's, um, you know, I know there's a lot of different designers that have different creative processes that they use. So there's not really, I wouldn't say there's a wrong way to do it. No, no, uh, I no. Mean, we're certainly suggesting giving you options if you don't know where to start. Exactly. Some people who really love to travel, you know, maybe they want to have all the beautiful things that they have gathered from all their travel. So that, you know, that's a very specific look that you would start there. And that can be a really beautiful look. You might have one of these things where it's a, it's a very definite starting point for you. But any way that you get to it, it's very helpful to look and see what else is out there in the the general look and slash style that you are drawn to, to help you. And then, then once you get all of that, that's when you want to then add your own personality to it. So add things that are important to you, add your family, add your travels, add, you know, maybe you are drawn to it. Like Anita was, is so drawn to the French country, but she was not necessarily drawn to the very traditional French country colors. So she added her in her own palette. So change the colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Take a style and make your own adjustments and then you're going to make it yours. And that could be with colors or other things. You could be mixing in different things or maybe you like a lot of bling or you like a lot of gold or you like a lot of this particular color or a particular style mixed in. I love Gustavian furniture. So I've mixed that in with my French things as well. To great effect. So anyway, I hope that really helped and helps. And um, we really want you to have the confidence to be the decorators we know that you are. You don't need to be copying anybody else and send us pictures of what you've got going on. If you got your flair going, if you got questions about it, we would love to hear and see. So Anita, what's our IG feature for today? It's Susan Kaufman from New York City and the Hamptons. And I love what she says in her profile, searching for beauty in all the right places. Well, I love Susan Kaufman. I've been following her for a long time, and I have to agree. Um, she does have two of the right places for me, too, New York City and the Hamptons, uh, two places that I 
lived for a long time and I have a lot of roots and memories and I love popping over to her feed. It's one of the ones that I will seek out if it doesn't show up for a while in when I'm scrolling through. And she spends a lot of time in both places, uh, such a discerning eye, such a wonderful um, eye for beauty. And just the way she captures a photo, I think you're all going to love it. And you don't have to love New York and you don't have to be familiar with New York or the Hamptons to really appreciate it. As Anita said, lots of historic buildings and lots of exteriors. So you can get a lot of inspiration, even for curb appeal, from looking at her feed. So definitely check out Susan Kaufman. We'll have the link in the show notes. My crush today is a zinc planter, a very long, narrow zinc planter. Comes in actually a variety of lengths from 12 and a half to 28 and a half. Uh, four inches high and only five inches wide. So I think that this would be a fantastic um, center, long center piece. Uh, great for an outdoor table too. You could put succulents in it. You could put faux succulents in it, like we were talking about on our recent uh, deep dive into faux flowers. You could put moss balls. You could use it on a long table for a barbecue and put like a little... Uh, section of napkins, a section of utensils, you know, that maybe salt and pepper or even condiments running down the middle. I just think it was such a useful piece. Um, so I'll add the link to that and it's zinc. So it's metal. And then it has like a black distressed or a rose gold distress finish on it. Oh, that sounds so pretty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I like how the the dough bowl works as that long low. Yes. Um, which is so nice, particularly if people are sitting at the table. And this is akin to that. Very nice. Well, after our episode on the faux flowers, I've had my eyes out and I've had a hard time. I've thought, you know, that, so I've been looking at the faux flowers and I've been trying to think, you know, does this look nice? Does this not look nice? I've been having a hard time with this, Kelly, because I haven't really found a lot that I thought looked nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did find something I thought was nice. And I wanted to share that with you. This particular one I thought was really lovely and I'll include a link to it. But I thought, well, first off, you don't see wreaths often made from that particular plant. But secondly, it just looked real. Oh, and, um, oh and it's a wreath. It's circular. It's a wreath, right? For your wall or for your door. But, you know, I think that's part of it too, is when it's the same old plant you see all the time, it just kind of screams fake. But when it's something like this that you don't see in a faux version very often. You just kind of, your eye thinks, oh, that's real. So I think that's helpful. But it was just lovely, kind of fresh and new. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We had so much fun, as we always do. And I hope this helped you get going on defining your particular personal style. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.